Art is too important not to share. Welcome to the Allie and Callie Artcast. Hi, I'm Allie. And I'm Callie, and we're with the Coeur d'Alene Arts and Culture Alliance. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. I believe this is episode 25. 25! Wow. I wish I was 25. Me too. <laughs> it was like I'm many old. years ago. Right. But <laughs> I feel like I'm 32. Oh, I... That was a good year. Yeah, that was a good year. I like 32. I, yeah. How's so life? What's going on? Um, just finished the art studio tour. Nope, it was, that's it was my first um, time out there, and mm-hmm. it was really fun, and I sold some art. I actually commissioned a couple of Lazy Susans, and uh, so I did some more art yesterday and trying to stay on top of it. And Callie, that's great. Yeah, so I feel really good about it. it my husband commissioned a few things and uh he talked to everybody so really it was about Stu. that is so unusual <laughs> Stu talking to everybody it was not. unusual not at all but he had a great time he loved it so good um i think we all had fun and everybody really enjoyed the bunnies in the uh, oh yeah i'm yeah. sure so I'm we sure. had well, the you had some really cool artists in your studio we did I, I i loved everybody it was really fun to have everyone back and um mm-hmm. And we had Carol, the new, newest. The, the newest person on the tour. She was lovely. She does beautiful basket work. I bought one. I saw that you I did. I yeah. love her basket work. Yeah. She does really wonderful stuff. So yep. that's what I did. What about you? Well, I got to be the guide on the studio VIP studio tour bus. Yes. And one. we spent all day Saturday touring the Coeur d'Alene studios. Yes. And then all day Sundays touring the Hayden studios and then one in Athol and one in Rathdrum. I'm jealous. I People wanted to be there. People had such a good time. Ugh, and I got lots of compliments oh, on good. my um, my guiding skills. ability. Good. Yeah. And I, I was so caught off guard when people would do that because I was just being me. <laughs> Seriously. Well, you're really good at being you. I am good at being me. <laughs> cheers to you. Yeah, cheers. Cheers and a good job. And uh, look forward to next year. Yeah, yeah. I think so. it will be a good one. Well, the person in our studio today. Was a part of it, wasn't yes, she? Yes, she was in the Red Brick studio. We are pleased to welcome Chelsea Cordova. Welcome. Yay, Chelsea. We are today. good. How was the studio tour for you? It was great. Um, you know, we had uh, some good weather, so we knew that might be a little bit of a slowdown, which mm-hmm. it was. And... Um, <laughs> Got to adjust the technology. Here. Uh, um, yeah, no, it was great. It's uh, I think this is the third year I've done it. I mm-hmm. want to say. I mean, I know it's, it seems like it's been more than that because the studio tour has been happening for what nine? A okay, just nine decade. years. So I know I've done it more than that, but right. I know this is last consistently. I think the last three years. Right. Of course, we didn't have it last year, but. Um, Oh, we did, didn't did, we? Did we have one We year? did have we one did last have year. I might have been here for half of it last year. Then I might have escaped to a Grateful Dead concert one day. Oh. I'm trying to remember. Oh, how so nice. that yeah. was the year before. Was okay? Last yeah. year was COVID year, and we had half of the artists That's participate. Right. It was a, yeah. a scaled yeah, it was a, down. Yeah, a much scaled down yeah. version. But we did. It was mostly it outside. It was in so many years. So it felt like it was three years in the running. And right. At least mm-hmm. in the studio where I'm at, I suppose. And you have such a great so, building, though. Yeah. The Red Brick Studio is right. really... Yeah. And it, oh. Yep, that's there right. There we go. The there Red Brick we... Art Studio. Woohoo! Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, we had, um, so yeah, Carol Rufinock was there, Jessica Bryant, who's one of the ladies that, uh, she and I set up the studio with another gal who's not there at this time, Charlie Howard, but thanks to her anyway, because a lot of that beauty that you're talking about is due to her, because she's, she did the tables, it's her farm table, it's still in the, still in the center where we use wow. that as a common space to teach, that happens to be the table that was open for our guest artist, Indy, and I never say Indy's last name. Barrett. Barrett. Barrett, yeah, mm-hmm. her beautiful jewelry. Oh, I love so, her jewelry. yeah, it was set mm-hmm. up, so it definitely is beautiful people always enjoy that part of it and mm-hmm. it forced us to get everything clean and tidy yes uh, because now now that i'm looking back i do remember i was not there last year because we weren't using the studio very much so i pretty much had it all to myself this last year so i pretty oh, much hoarded wow. oh. it out mm-hmm. and had boxes of things everywhere so that was a great opportunity not only to meet people and talk with people mm-hmm. but to clean up my studio which right. i know is a common theme i'm Boy, sure artists say that all the time my right. studio never looks so clean Exactly. <laughs> Although there were spider webs up above, my sister pointed out. She goes, "You forgot that." Yeah. Oh, whoops. There I were thanks. a couple I missed. Thanks, <laughs> I like, put it in front of it. Put an easel in front of it. I'll get that. There later. you go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they don't need to know that. But right. some people go, "Well, I like that it's a little messy." I was like, "Thank you." I know. <laughs> it was funny because I actually was talking to the people on the tour bus and saying that I try to encourage artists not to clean their studios because people want to see the mess and what you're actually working in that Mm -hmm. area and that um most almost all the artists clean their studio for the yeah. For the guests, yeah. but I, I remember safe. that advice, and so I did leave a few things here and there. I'm like, I can't put this mm-hmm. away. There's nowhere else to put this. There are exactly. a couple of boxes in my car that I had no place to put, so they're still in my car. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what? How did you start in art, Chelsea? Did was it a lifelong started? How did I start? Yeah. Um. um gosh, that's one of those long stories. I'm pretty sure somebody put something in front of me when I was five years old. And so I started painting when I was five, like paint by number situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I do recall a situation where my mom bought, um, that was in, so I had, I've lived in Idaho my entire life, except for one year. I was in Boston, Massachusetts as a kindergartner. So I learned to read and speak proper grammar at that time over there. So mm-hmm. when I came back to Idaho, I was saying things like creek and roof and Roosevelt. <laughs> Nobody understood me. So um, Idaho is taking that back out of me now. They said, where are you from? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the one thing I did um, get from that was that connection to art. And so when we came back to Idaho, one of the first things she got me was a painting easel and a big chalkboard. And it's big to me. I don't remember how, you know, I don't know how big it really was, but right. I remember this giant chalkboard and I could draw and do all those things. And I think I was just hooked from that point on. So I was always making something. I was always drawing and painting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, the next thing I remember that was important was about age, you know, 13, 14, somebody got me an oil painting set and it was horrible. It was hard. It was difficult, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I, I still was hooked. So through junior high and through high school, of course, I was involved in art making. I spent, I think I did three years of pottery in high school, which um, looking back, I was pretty good at pottery, but I didn't love it. It wasn't my passion. Mm-hmm. Right. I was pretty good at it, but I love painting. Mm-hmm. So I always had an interest in painting. Um, my parents went through divorce. My mom married an artist. Um, oh. A crazy artist, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he never hears this. But he taught me a lot. And mm-hmm. the first painting I did with him, I was hooked with oil. He showed me how to use oils. Um, mm. Picked a really easy scene from just a postcard. Mm-hmm. Um, put it together and thought it was pretty dang good. Um, it wasn't good. In fact, I just threw that painting away. So that oh. was, what, 25 years ago? How many years ago was that? I would have been... Um, no, that would have been 30 years ago. Wow. So 30 years ago, I, I was introduced to oils in the correct way um, through that. And I've carted that painting around to remind myself of what of that feeling. I still remember that feeling when I first looked at that when mm-hmm. I was done with it. Um, 
and there was some effort to it. It was, it was, and this still is how painting is. There's still effort to complete a painting. So right. I remember the effort of completing that painting and then the satisfaction of it and the beauty of the oil paints themselves, mm -hmm. how mm -hmm. that came together. Um, and in my method, which was a really loose approach to applying the paint, and I love that. I just mm. love that looseness to it. So, but it was still a horrible painting. It was a, it was a first timers, um, but it was a good reminder. So I did just finally decide I can't cart that around anymore. I took a picture of it and put it in the garbage. <laughs> so that's done. But so that was the next bit. Um, I worked with him on murals and um, that was a lot of grunt work. Um, I learned not to obsess over details doing a mural because I'd be up there wanting to paint these little things. He's like, nobody's going to see that. If it's smaller than seagull, what looks like seagull shit, then you're fine. You step back. <laughs> so that was a good lesson to oh, that look at is the big good. picture, the whole picture of something. Mm -hmm. And I still like that in paintings as well. I like uh, more Stimple interest way. in the impressionistic style. Mm -hmm. I like the looseness of brushwork. And so that's where I'm at now. Um, what do I want to do now at this point? And what do I want to keep honing? And I guess no matter how I work I'm a loose painter and so learning mm -hmm. to paint loosely in a way that appeals to other people is where I'm at with painting at this moment mm -hmm. so what can I what do I need to pull together that's usually about design and all the you know all the technical stuff about your art whatever that might be your medium right. whatever it might be right that not everybody wants to hear about so but you know there's still that constant process so mm -hmm. I've painted consistently on and off <laughs> if that's consistency <laughs> for the last 30 years yeah and so um at this stage, I'm trying to, and the studio tour was a great um, opportunity for this, again, to mm -hmm. clean out and just, I've been thinning things out this last six months, trying mm -hmm. to find people who want the paintings I've made over the last 30 years and sharing those, mm -hmm. sold a few of them, um, but mainly have gifted those and have found people that just love them, which has been awesome. I'm like, okay, I've been carting this thing around for 10 years. There's been times I wanted to burn it. I wanted to rework it. <laughs> and I found someone who likes it. And so it's felt good to have that energy of people enjoying my paintings mm -hmm. in that way. But the next step is I need to actually make some big money. Right. So I'm working on the business side of it and honing this in. Good. I'm, you know, I'm an older artist. I'm a mature artist. And so. Mm -hmm. You're not <laughs> it, that old. It's but... about time. And I have to get this um, cinched in. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you, this year you were at Art on the Green. I was. For How the first was that? Time. Well, How that's fun. a good, yeah. I always had a dream to want to be there. That's mm -hmm. And I just didn't do it for various reasons. I raised my kids. I was mm -hmm. busy. There were a number of reasons why I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. And so I did enter this past year um, and received a booth, um, was jurying for that, and had it. And it was a great experience. Um, it also was a lesson. And so uh, you guys might have heard about the windstorm yes. that came through. Um, it was lovely having the breeze where I was at. There was not a breeze in some areas. Mm -hmm. oh, no. I was in a fortunate place where there was a nice, lovely breeze, but that lovely Until breeze also that became the tunnel of, <laughs> of some great wind. So, oh, boy. No. Yeah, so I, um, at first I thought, um, I happened to be downtown that evening, so I was coming around the corner after having dinner, and I saw something looked a little strange. Um, you know, we have the street fair as well. So yeah. um, I was at Crown and Thistle having dinner. Crown mm -hmm. and Thistle. That's right. Woo. <laughs> one of my favorite places I love to go. that one, too. Yeah. Fish and chips. Exactly. Mm. That's what I was doing. Yum. And so I was coming around the corner and noticed something looked a little funky about the street fair and noticed there were tents down and people scrambling everywhere. I'm like, oh, no. <gasps> oh. So there's... Got closer. I had left my car at Art in the Green around the, the dike there at the college and um, came around the corner um, and saw one or two booths down. I was like, oh, dear. Oh, no. Uh -oh. Finally came around the final curve of where I was at. And sure enough, 
I was down and the guy to the to one side and the guy to the other side. And I just looked at it and it was flattened. No. And I was like, and it, it looked worse than it probably had. Well, it probably looked better actually because people had already started picking things up and removing art. Yeah. But I just looked at it like, what? so it was devastating in that moment I borrowed a tent from somebody from dear friend Kelsey mm-hmm. who we you guys know Kelsey mm-hmm. Grafton yeah. also a wonderful artist and she lent me her tent to do this um a lot of people helped out with this that's the thing I'm going to back up a bit the thing about art in the green is and the thing about art in general like I really want to say this today I was thinking about this on the way here gratefulness mm-hmm. no matter how challenging my art my art travels have been I've always had people behind me and I have to remind myself of that all the time like Mm -hmm. there are people behind me in so many ways so back to that situation the Mm. tent the people that helped me haul my junk there the people that helped me set up whatever it might have been Mm -hmm. um it was so wonderful to be there for that reason and plus you know the pandemic was you know at the point at that point anyway it was easing a little bit and so we were Mm -hmm. out seeing each other again right that was so amazing so it was really sad to see that I'm like oh man I'm finally putting my effort into this business thing mm-hmm. and my tent that's not even my tent <laughs> it's like, is flattened oh, <laughs> and so I felt horrible and embarrassed at the same time because I was like oh my god did I not weigh the tent down what happened well I would have felt extra bad except for the guy next to me his it, tent was beautiful amazing professional uh, this guy and his it went buddy, down his, yeah they've been doing this for decades and that was a tent I would have bought yeah. And it was down. So, so I'm like, okay, it's just we happen to be in this. In this just in, in the, the path. Yeah, we yeah. happen to be in the path. And so I'm like, okay, but still I was mad. I was like, God, why mm-hmm. are you doing this to me? <laughs> <laughs> why me? So got things cleaned up and went home. And pretty, it was pretty late by that point, you know, midnight. And had to be back the next morning. Um, had missed the call about this. But when I went back and listened to my messages, there was a call saying there would be a meeting in, at 8.30 in the morning. We would meet with the Citizens Arts Council um, leaders and decide what we're going to do with, you know, the people who did have tents down mm-hmm. and relatively there weren't that many down mm-hmm. um not relative to the entire um operation um their kid tent was humongous the the organization's kid area tent oh was yeah huge and it mm-hmm. was up against a tree and Ugh. the tree saved it from being in their dinner because they were having their volunteer dinner that night so oh, it would have no. been on top of them so there mm-hmm. were some good things that you know mm-hmm. it could have been a lot worse let's put mm-hmm. it that way so the next morning i showed up and um i was just like i i rolled out of bed hardly slept i was just really upset and um, rolled out of bed and was like, okay, I just threw on some whatever dirty clothes I had. Figured I'm just going down, throw my baseball cap on. I'm just going down there to get my stuff and, you know, I'm coming home and I'm going to get into bed and I'm going to cry about all this. Right. And decide if I want to freaking be an artist anymore. <laughs> it's like, maybe this was the wrong decision. Right. Maybe I should just do uh, what else I was doing. But um, anyway, so I get down there. And of course, the best thing about the Citizens Arts Council is that everybody freaking works together. It's a volunteer organization. Mm-hmm. We know that there's such an important thing in our community. They've been there for, what, 50 years now, I think, doing this. Mm-hmm. And um, they're like, we have a tent for you, and we have a table for you. Oh. And, and another guy's like, well, I can help you because my tent's fine. And so mm-hmm. he came and staked things up. And by then it's starting to dribble and rain. Oops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Very. <you know? laughs> it's starting to dribble and, you know, water and rain. And we're like, oh, great. Now it's, you know, it was hotter than heck the day before. So, it was. So, so hot. Right. And so it's like, great. The weather is cooler. That's awesome. But now it's going to rain. It's like, no. So it just was a little bit of a sprinkle. It was fine. And got the thing up and got rolling. And people were starting to show up. Um, more people than we'd had the day before because it was cooler. And yeah. So it all turned out fine. I would have, 
I would have felt awful if I'd gone home and just gone to bed. I right. Would have, mm. It would have been hard to pick myself back up. So that was right. the lesson I was referring to earlier. That right. I'm like, you just have to push forward and whatever it Persevere. is you're doing. Mm-hmm. And you're not alone. There's always somebody out there. And right. So, and, but that happens in art too. I mean, it's art isn't just like, oh, I'm so happy. I just love making paintings. I'm just going to go make a happy painting. It's going to sell and I'm going to be rich. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just not like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Looking to sell or seeking that dream home? Nancy White of Coeur Portfolio Real Estate is not your average real estate agent. Known as the real estate queen, Nancy has consistently garnered awards and accolades in sales production, education, and leadership while continuing to volunteer locally. And she is an avid supporter of our local arts community. Coeur Portfolio Real Estate promises local real estate expertise plus concierge-level service. Call Nancy today at 208-818-1126. So um, I know that you are often teaching, and you teach a lot of plein air. And would you, first of all, explain what plein air is, because I don't think everybody knows what it is, and then kind of talk a little bit about that whole process. Okay, yeah. Um, plein air is just a French word for out of doors. So mm-hmm. it's painting out of doors. Um, mm-hmm. And I do love that. Um, that's part of a focus of where I am wanting to paint more or with my own work. I want it to be able to be outdoors. I find that I paint better that way. There's a real Zen feeling about being outside and just mm-hmm. paying attention, being mm-hmm. in nature and grasping an impression of what's happening. And then you can interpret it, you know, in any mm-hmm. way you want as an artist. Um, I did just do a camp at Sorensen uh, a couple weeks ago. So right before Art in the Green, um, right before or right after have to think about it uh, <laughs> right after right yeah, after it's just gosh the last two weeks there's been so much going on so art in the green the camp and then the studio tour so um had two groups of kids there a morning uh, session and an afternoon session and we walk around the neighborhood and learn how to look and draw and then we uh, play with the paint and then we create a painting and so it was really smoky so we get to talk about um haze and atmosphere and do some fun things so mm-hmm. um yeah I really enjoy that so I don't know does that answer the question about what plein air is mm-hmm. oh I think yeah. so yeah yeah I yeah. think people might relate to like Monet who had his easel set up outside so if mm-hmm. they've seen that image and that's yeah that's what mm-hmm. plein air painting is and so a lot of artists paint strictly uh for that those paintings to be their product mm-hmm. other artists use that as studies for larger studio works um you know it's just it's about observing what's really happening with color and light and learning from that photographs mm-hmm. can flatten things out and so if you don't understand what's happening out in real life then if you're painting strictly from your photographs then you're not going to capture subtleties you're not going to understand um what real contrasts are or reflective mm-hmm. light and all sorts of things right yeah. which was one of the things that monet really studied out there was how light worked mm-hmm. and that was really cool yep he allowed he applied his paint in a way that allowed um, your imagination to blend colors or your visual, um, not even imagination, but just the ability that the eye has to blend and bring things together mm-hmm. to do that rather than having it pre-blended in a way. Mm-hmm. And that's what was radical about his work because it wasn't academic in that way. So mm-hmm. um, right. it's sort of, you know, it's sort of a counter, he was a countercultural, or he and his, you know, not just himself. Constituents, yeah, yeah. Right. They were mm-hmm. countercultural in that way. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, it changed the, right. the art scene for a long time. Well, I have a great story um, that uh, I was out 
paddle boarding with my sister mm-hmm. and we were paddle boarding down that little that little um inlet by uh Blackwell Island mm-hmm. and um I look up and there's Chelsea and Jessica painting oh, on the side. Oh, I love that. And it's like, oh, hello. <laughs> but don't forget, it was perfect timing. It because was. What happened when you came by? What did so I have she, to have you do? yeah, she dropped. So she drops one of her really nice oil oil painting uh, tube of paint, tube paint? Really into the water, oh, no. and she was trying to get it out. And oh, here yeah. I come by. And I went, I'll get it for you. And I, it was a little deeper than I thought. And I didn't, I didn't want to get my hair wet, but I, I did get it oh. without getting my so hair like wet. like a $20 tube of cat right? yellow light. Oh, you, you need that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That so was if somebody fun. wanted to buy your paintings, do you have a website or where, where are you? Are you there yet? Have you got. Yes, Chelsea, where are you? Where are where you? Where am I? Um. Well, so I really wanted to have like this perfect conversation when I came in here today. Like I am just <laughs> on the road, but I am not. So that's okay. <laughs> this is kind of a spontaneous uh, scheduling, and um, mm-hmm. no, I'm in total transition mode. Okay. So I'm in clean up old stuff and get old stuff out, and mm-hmm. um, I do know where I'm going, and now it's just how am I getting there? Um, I'm very. For- I was painting with Jessica, as you mentioned, Jessica mm-hmm. Bryant, and mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate to have her as my studio mate because she's amazing at compositions. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. she's a master. I believe she's me considered a master in what she does mm-hmm. and so I'm really fortunate totally. to have her there and so um, she's offered in the past to coach me in design the design of the artwork they have and so that's one major component right there um, mm-hmm. it's been a little difficult with the pandemic like getting together because of issues right. there but mm-hmm. um, that's one of my major things so yeah I'm in total transition cleaning out and moving forward um, I'll tell you one little story and this will illustrate where I am at with this there is an artist who is her name is Agnes Martin when she was 40, um, she's deceased now, but when she was 40, she was a, you know, she was a fair painter at the time, but she tossed out everything that she had at that time at 40. And I heard this wow. story quite a long time ago about her art. Mm-hmm. And so it comes up every now and then when I become too attached to what I'm doing and I'm not happy with what I'm doing because mm-hmm. I know I'm not progressing. So right. um, she tossed everything out. She moved into abstract work and became really well known for that. And mm-hmm. I just have always admired that story that she just let all that stuff go. Oh, it's mm-hmm. difficult to let things go. We Boy, get attached yeah. to what we're doing. We mm-hmm. think we're doing okay. And we just keep doing the same things over and over that mm-hmm. aren't working for us. And so I think that's where I'm at in my life right now. It's like I've been trying to clean things out. Um, there's a lot in my life that's not stable and secure at this moment, but mm-hmm. I'm learning to be. Um, you know, the universe, I guess, is teaching me to be okay with those things right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a timeline for where I need to be in June. Mm-hmm. Um, not just with my art, but where I'm living and those, mm-hmm. a bunch of things. And so that has motivated me. I actually have a coach. I have a live coach. And so um, I'm taking it seriously in that way. And I'm getting mm-hmm. some good business advice. I'm getting some good sales advice. Mm-hmm. So back to the website. No, I used to have a website. Mm-hmm. I do not have a website right now. In mm-hmm. fact, I was thinking about this this morning. Um, it's... I was using, um, gosh, what's the best known? You know, because you do graphics and everything. The uh, Squarespace or? Well, um, the more complicated version of websites that everybody, people who really love to build WordPress. their own websites. Yes, I have WordPress. I'm like, I don't need that. It's too much for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to scrap it all. I'm going to go to, yeah. Yeah. Easier, easier one, so. Mm-hmm. But you are you still teaching? Oh, back to teaching. Um, I haven't been teaching as much because mm-hmm. of the pandemic situation. I know. Mm-hmm. But I did. I do still do private lessons. So what there I learned is to consolidate. Mm-hmm. So I've 
charge a lot more per hour. I yeah. mean, it sounds like it's a lot, but I learned this from Jessica. It's a very, it's more of a professional rate for, mm-hmm. I have been in this for, I have been in the game for 20 to 30 years. Right. Mm-hmm. And I charge $50 an hour for a private lesson. Mm-hmm. You go home, you do your homework, you come back, we work intensely. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing those kinds of things. I'm not doing a lot of group lessons. Um, mm-hmm. The studio tour is a great time to network. And mm-hmm. so I did network with people Good. who are interested in lessons. Good. And, you know, Perfect. I, I think I have a great commission out of that. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, we can put more of that information in the in the information on, about the description of the podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be great. That's yeah. great. So I do have paintings that I sell. I have a small series of works that came out of the um, Art in the Green, and uh, those will be back up on the site at some point. Um, I have. I also do work at a gallery. I work at the Art Spirit Gallery, Ding. and she has wanted me to bring some works into her. And so that's another dream I've always had. I mean, mm-hmm. the Art Spirit Gallery in town always wanted to have my work there, mm-hmm. and so. Um, definitely got to get that one on the list in the next few months because that's right. an opportunity I shouldn't miss. Yeah, right. and so, absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. So mm-hmm. um, excited about those things. And meanwhile, it's just like everybody else's job. You just have to right. do what you need to do, put right? Put yourself out there. Yeah, put yep. yourself out there. Right. Hello, Allie and Callie, our cast listeners. Tubbs Coffee Roasters is offering you 20% off your next coffee purchase at our roastery. Just mention this ad and get 20% off our core blends of Beast, Double Eagle, or Teacher's Pet. Also, redeemable online at TubbsCoffeeRoasters.com with promo code AllieCallie20. That's A-L-I-C-A-L-L-I-E-2-0. Tubbs Coffee Roasters, globally sourced, locally roasted. So we were talking about the business of art, and um, I know that the Idaho Commission on the Arts put on the Entrepreneur Program, which the Arts and Culture Alliance was happy to scholarship mm-hmm. um, Chelsea in. That's right. And we'd love to hear more about that and yeah. what you learned. Yeah. Um, number one, that was so cool to have a program like that that was existing. I mean, I was there were so many things I was just starting to learn and hear about at that time, which means I was in my, let's see, how many years ago was that? Four or five years ago? Four years ago, maybe? Four. Maybe. I'm going to so, say four. Yeah, four. so in my 40s, um, learning about the actual business of art, not just making art and then hoping somebody comes along and buys your stuff or mm-hmm. teaches you what you need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was so, it was so awesome to have that program come along. And then to be able to, it was expensive at the time. It came after about the time I was divorcing. Um, yeah, again, mm-hmm. I guess I've been in transition for a few years. Here, right. But... <laughs> That was a an accountable um, program, a program that made you accountable to take yourself seriously at a certain level that you might not have before. And the best, one of the best parts out of that program for me was to see the different. Um, we had a large group. I think we had we had twenty ish people. Yeah, there yeah. were quite wow. a few. Yeah, yeah, um, and people from all um, from people from different regions, but from people in different places with their art. Some mm-hmm. people were professionals that were trying to do this on the side, that were some people were ready to retire, some people have been doing this all along, mm-hmm. and then young people just starting out. And mm-hmm. so the collective wisdom from everybody's experience was a huge part of this program. And then of course it was led by um, Ed- Adrian. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that right, because she starts with it. It's Adrian. Uh, how, how do we say her name? 
I only met her once, so okay. I don't... Oh, I don't darn it. Oh, I apologize that. if she ever hears this. Yeah. Um, I know how her name is spelled, but now I suddenly can't remember how she pronounces it. Mm-hmm. But um, great leader, so much information. The book that we had to use that um, laid out the tools of the trade, essentially, mm-hmm. was like two inches, you know, thick. Mm-hmm. Um, I still... I, I would say I did not complete that program because there were things I needed to complete in my toolbox, one in which is having a website that's operating ready to go. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, technology has changed in a few years, though. And there's oh, ability, I know. So even, even that toolbox has to be updated. But mm-hmm. um, it's still, I would say this is still part of my thinking all the time, though. Mm-hmm. The impact of that program and how it is similar to other businesses, but unique as well to an art business. Mm-hmm. That information is constantly in my mind when I'm trying to think about what I need to get done and what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And I know I still have that resource. So mm-hmm. it was a huge impact. Plus met a lot of people that are also doing the same sorts of things and can right. reach out to people and say, hey, what are you doing about this situation? Sure, yeah. Um, for Art in the Green, for example, we spent a huge amount in the entrepreneur program talking about your booths mm-hmm. and how to set those up and how to get those to be more professional each mm-hmm. you know, year you do that. And so... Um, that was one major thing that I just was able to to call upon some of that experience or information, mm-hmm. you know, for this recent um, Art in the Green experience. So, so. you can use right. the community, which it's great that we have this community, this mm-hmm. art artist community that we can collaborate with. Right. And get all this help yeah. from when we're starting right. out and our, we're all in different levels of our like, I would say I'm starting out and still don't know a lot. Like, I didn't even have prices on my art. I was like, well, uh, that's uh, <laughs> I was, uh, $75. I was like, oh, God, I didn't even do prices. I just ran out of time. You know, right. that's just not the way I run my right. life. But that's it's easy the to way. do an art making, though, for some yeah. reason. Because mm-hmm. you're processing, you're and, making, you're making, you're making. And you're like, oh, I should put this out. And you, But so it's not. All of a sudden you flip to your right brain. Yeah. And then it's like, how do you value it? And it's hard for me to value what would I, you know, that's the hardest thing. What, what do you think? That's the hardest for all artists. And I hear that all the time. What do you think? People always ask my advice. That's the value of the program. The program Mm -hmm. is business oriented. And so Mm -hmm. it helps us think differently. I think that there are program, more programs in colleges maybe even I don't know in high schools necessarily but I think there is more information out there now that where um, this information is coming out like letting people know that there are serious artists and there have been mm-hmm. and they do run their art like business people in a lot of ways or mm-hmm. they have somebody in their life who does it who does them, it. right yes, who helps That'd them be out nice. who mm-hmm. they married somebody that was in marketing or they married somebody who was you know yeah mm-hmm. a, a retired business person I don't know there's mm-hmm. a lot of different scenarios so it is possible right. to do it and this old myth of the starving artist or the old myth of the artist who can't um doesn't really my business is not necessarily true right right. we do ourselves a disservice to buy into it as well as creative people yeah right yes yes it's not that i can't it's just i have to make it happen but i do think we should give a shout out to the idaho commission on the arts for having these programs like Mm -hmm. the entrepreneur program Mm -hmm. and the change leader program that helps artists and art administrators figure out how to approach art and make it viable mm-hmm. um, because that's really what it's all about we know that art brings um, brings a strength to our economy but we also need to support the artists so that they are getting they are actually getting paid for their work right yeah I mean you're the maker and you're the marketer and the you know you're doing mm-hmm. all those steps and so mm-hmm. um, yeah it's challenging sometimes. it is challenging yeah. Yeah. 
Add a little flair to your special events with Scraps Barbecue, a great catering choice for your next gathering. Specializing in golf tournaments, sporting events, and more, their commercial kitchen can be on site, or you can choose to have a fully catered meal delivered right to you. Known for their authentic Santa Maria style tri-tip and tequila lime fish tacos, they can customize the menu to meet your needs for groups of 20 to 2,500. Contact Kevin at kevin at scrapsbarbecue.com or check them out on Facebook. So Chelsea, what's next for you? I know you're in transition and you've got a lot of changes coming, but I'm sure you have, I know you well enough that you have to have some kind of a plan. I do kind of have a plan. Um, it's a vague plan, but it's a plan. <laughs> <laughs> it's a process. It it's takes- a process. I did stop working at my, um, in my position at the Art, uh, the Art Spirit Gallery um, as a manager oh, yeah. position and then step back and I'm in a sales position. So, which is, which helps me have some income and still be a part of the arts community, which I love and connect with people and see beautiful art. And that's really inspiring. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, that's freeing me up to have these other days of the week where I'm really working. So what I would say is my challenge still is to carve out that time and keep that time. Mm -hmm. And I know that's one lesson. Um, I'm going to mention Kathy Gale. You guys know Kathy Gale. Love as well. her. Oh yeah. yeah. So I, as part of my, I mentioned I have a coach too. So one of my um, homework um, activities from my coach was to talk to some of my artist friends and ask them what's one thing they would have done differently in their own careers. Oh, what a, what yes. a great, yeah, great idea. question. Yeah. And so um, Kathy had said two things she that were important that I remember anyway at this point. One was that she just wished she'd had the confidence when she was younger. I mean, she was a great artist from a young age. She also mm-hmm. had her whole... Um, so smart. Exactly. Yeah. And so that was one. And it takes a lot to build the confidence, but the confidence comes from doing. So doing mm-hmm. is number one. Like, I've just got to keep doing, doing, doing. And, yes. um, and later on, if that's not what I'm going to do, I'll pivot and do something different. Okay, so that mm-hmm. aside. The second one, she said she doesn't do lunches anymore. She doesn't take lunch. Because it's oh. really easy when you work for yourself or you kind of float or you're an artist floaty type anyway. Um, not all artists are that way, by the way. But but the ones who are more right brain, like you said, that maybe mm-hmm. like to be more organic. Sure, I have time. I can go do lunch. Well, lunch turns into, you know, late afternoon and you don't get back to work. And so mm. I think about that when I'm on my days that are supposed to be my work days or studio days, like not scheduling so much in, in my day that I'm not actually getting the time in that I need to get. And at this age, I feel like I should know better, but it's still a challenge because, mm-hmm. you know, I had two kids, blah, 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 right? It's still, if that's what you want to do, that's what you got to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And any mentor, any artist out there that we know of, that we admire, who's got a great career, they've already done that. And we know that. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's the next part. That's what I'm doing right now As I'm working on that time. Um, that's my plan, that mm-hmm. time. Um, I do think I'm going to have a little trip at the end of this month to go out and spend five or six days painting, doing plein air painting. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been down to southern Idaho for a few years. It's beautiful this time of year. I mm. used to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I've committed to doing that at the same time as I'm actually going to be picking up a painting. And so I'm working. I'm I'm finding ways to combine work where I still make a living yes. and get out there and do what I need to do. Right. And so that's my plan. That's yeah. great. Yep. That's good. Time. That's good. Yeah. Right. And man, I think that's probably the key is managing your time and making sure that you're completing the things that you want to do, but you're also um, fulfilling the needs that you have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like 
making money. Making money, which is, I know. Yeah, it's our primary need. I know, unfortunately. I do like to eat. Air food. I, 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 I like know. to go out with Kristen. And I like know. to golf. And, yeah. <laughs> Golfing, yay, yeah. <laughs> I still like to pay our bills, but yeah. Yeah. I know. That's, that's the the one thing I notice when I'm, I do love to paint, and I, I would rather be there any anywhere yeah it's mm-hmm. kind of my new thing and which is interesting actually it started with covid <laughs> it's the best thing that happened to me mm-hmm. is that i'd rather be in my studio than anywhere and then uh but i'd say i'm only going out for two hours and then six seven eight hours later and i'm like i gotta go in i haven't right. eaten <laughs> I haven't right t- and then you can notice my house is a disaster and i'm like i don't care nobody's been over yeah right <laughs> so i mean i get that don't take a break because do when you do take a break it's over you're like i'm not going back well you there. lose that space yeah you lose that you're in that creative that mode. zone that you got yeah yeah well, and it's showing up too, and we hear that over and over and over. It's showing up in the first place, right? I'm, even if you just do a painting a day, yeah, or mm-hmm. I'm just going to go work for an hour, like you said, an hour. And so that's how people get things done. Yeah, they show up and do that first. It's, I mean, it, it's yeah. good for my soul uh, to get out there and just do it, right? And even if I have a bad day, which I have quite a few, where I'm like, "Well, that was shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those are awful." Yeah, you know, and I just scrape them and go, "Nope, not going to use those." But I still feel like. I went out, I did it. Yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. just go, well, I, I could have just done laundry today or something else. You know, it right. was good. And that's a challenge sometimes, I Ugh. think, more as women. Um, I hope that's not just a myth I perpetuate, but I've had a fascination with women as artists um, or creatives since I was in my 30s. And mm-hmm. I just, this conversation came up the studio tour again with a lady who's struggling as well. And she's, she said, my kids are finally launched, you know, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. she's ready to... And, um, yeah, I just, I'm still fascinated with that story because here I am, I am that woman that I was observing 20 years ago Oh now, yeah. and like, okay, so I, I understand the path. I understand the resistance. I understand mm-hmm. the challenges. You make mm-hmm. the things, you make the sacrifices you make sometimes. What I think might happen is that w- all that experience that we've put into things over the years, if you've been doing a little bit here and there. And now you have the intense dedication to, you know, what you want to do a little bit more that you, it, I think. I think it's possible to do it faster at this mm-hmm. time. Yes. I don't know. My I my idea at the time used to be you just do a little bit here and a little bit there, and that may be part of it, but I mm. think now it's what you're focused on yeah. is what you do. And right. So, yeah. That's great. Wow. Intention. Well, yeah. Intention. Serious intention. I have That's no great. doubt that you're gonna you're gonna do fulfill well. and yes. fulfill those dreams and you're well, I'm sure you. you'll have your your issues along the way, as we all do. But yep. I think it's a happy transition. Yeah, yeah, it is a happy transition. It really right. is. And thanks, you guys, for this this morning. I really appreciate it. it was great oh, to sit well, around and have yeah. a conversation about it. Absolutely, yeah. we, we love, love hearing you. all yeah. of your stories, and and uh, we love your art, and mm-hmm. we wish you all the best. And I owe you both paintings, by the way, because I know I owe you a painting for I this know. cool stand. And I, I owe know. you a painting because I wanted to get one to you anyway. I so, know. Yeah. Oh yay! Well, I I'll take any Chelsea Cordova. Yeah, ditto. I. I don't care if it's old or new. I'll take one. So you have two. Wow. Well, 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 thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks very much for being here. You take care. And we look forward to seeing what you'll do in the future. That's right. Thank you. So I'm Allie. And I'm Callie. And whatever you do today, make sure it's creative. Did you know that right here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, we have one of the nation's premier anti-bullying programs for students? Since 2006, Stu Cave and the Ovation Company has been helping students 
and educators reach their full potential by following this simple philosophy. Work hard, play fair, be kind. For more information on how to make your school a kinder place, visit www.ovationcompany.com. Allie and Kelly Artcast is brought to you by the Coeur d'Alene Arts and Culture Alliance and sponsored by The Ovation Company, Scraps Barbecue, Tubbs Coffee Roasters, and Coeur d'Alene Portfolio Real Estate.